Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. We are back with the third part of this discussion with me and Pastor Matt, uh, concluding the church discipline and some other things that we're talking about. So here we go. This is Truth Talks. I I do want to add another stage, if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, The fifth stage would be evangelism. Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. According it, it, to Second Corinthians, yeah, yeah, it's the restoration, right? That's the that's the that's the flip side, right? Because mm-hmm. it always stops, and then you're waiting for mm-hmm. the person to to repent. And it is evangelism in that when you when you're interacting in like First Corinthians five, we're not to have association with association with the person that's been removed from the body, mm-hmm. but when you do interact with them, it's to call them back to repentance, call them back to repentance. So it is evangelistic in that sense. Mm-hmm. And if they come back, then it's restoration. Mm-hmm. Then you work right through of of publicly. And the way I the way I like to say it, just like we see there in Second Corinthians uh, two that we looked at, and um, much like you see in Philemon, in some ways, though it's not official church discipline, but you see the restoration, a beautiful picture of restoration, just to the level that the person was was uh, disciplined is the level of that restoration. Mm-hmm. So if somebody goes stage five and it goes public and their name is removed, then then that person, if they genuinely repent and come back, they need to be publicly restored. Mm-hmm. They need to be brought up front before the church and loved on and said, this brother has returned, just like the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't kick him to the curb in that day and age when the prodigal son returned. They were supposed to live outside the, the town, right, in like a hut and be ostracized, mm-hmm. right? And yet the father, what, puts the ring on his finger, throws this big party for him. That's why the older brother gets so upset. Right. And yet uh, that's not how we restore. And so that's a whole nother process of the restoration of that repentant believer and uh, or repentant person. So, yeah, it's, 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 listen, ministry is messy. <laughs> yeah. When it's done right. Mm-hmm. Sadly, for most ministries, it's not messy because they're not doing it. It's all sugarcoating, sweeping sin under the rug. It's all about events and sugar highs and celebrations. And it's like, no, that's not real life. Yeah, Real life is hard. Real life is sin. It's sickness. People are dying. This is real ministry. Mm-hmm. But we're walking together in the joy of the Lord and we're helping one another and we're growing in holiness and we're fighting the fight of the flesh and... Man, it's no joke, but what a blessing that God's design is clear, it's perfect, it works, and what a blessing we get to do it together. Yeah, I was uh, driving, uh, It's uh, I forget which street it is in Baltimore, I think it's North Avenue, uh, well, no, it's not North Avenue, anyway, Northern Parkway, that's what it is. Uh, there's a uh, United Methodist Church mm-hmm. there, and last year, during the conference that they were having, whether or not they were going to do LGBT, yeah. the alphabet people. Yeah. Um, they had a display out front with all the colors of the, the flag. Mm-hmm. I went by there yesterday and they didn't have that display out. But if you look on their sign, yeah, the, there's sig- like their, their signal or whatever that is like United methods has their flag yeah. and their signal. I think it's like a flame at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. They painted the flame, the rainbow the color, the, the rainbow. rainbow colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's and, it's everywhere and, now. And, and when you mentioned this earlier, uh, yeah. when you mentioned about how just a little bit of leaven leavens yep. the whole loaf. Yep. That's the first thing that went because in my brain, because I remember 
uh, having an issue with the, uh, the the female pastors and bishops yep. in the United Methodist Church. And then, you know, from that, I can just see that, that it's more and more. It's like once you just take that one place of compromise, yeah. then all the rest of the places are, are, are extremely easy to, 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 I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, that's the path that you take there's, and there's no turning back. Nope. Like, yeah. yeah. I mentioned that in my sermon, the rainbow flag at mm-hmm. the entrance of the church, right? That's, yeah. that's how we read first Corinthians five and we think, oh, that's so gross. That's so sick. It's mm-hmm. so, it's, it, it's so appalling. How, how could it be? How could that church put up with that? We would never do that. And yet I know in our, in our region, it's, I mean, there's not a place I don't drive where you don't see the rainbow flag at a church somewhere. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's everywhere, yeah. right? I mean, it's not just the Methodists. It's Episcopalian. It's so many of the churches around here. That's that's Or if you look in their foyer, right, you see it in their foyer. If it's not a number of the churches in our area, have it in their outside above their front door. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just explicit. That's exactly what they're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, do you think they're it's boasting. a matter? They're boasting. Yeah. They're boasting just like this church saying, look, we love you. We love you. We'll take you just as you are. And right. it's like, well, yeah, we'll invite anybody into the church. We'll take anybody. You know, we're not judging that person at all in the sense of we're all sinners, right? But the mm-hmm. problem is we're not going to take you as you are and let you stay as you are, yeah. right? We're going to confront that sin just as my sin needs to be confronted because you're going to hell. Yeah, You're going to go to hell in your sin. That was my question. Yeah. It was because was someone listening, and I try to think like uh, – what what they want to ask you is yeah. like, well, what's wrong with having uh, someone who is from that community come into your church? I have no problem with that. I, yeah. I, I have they're invited. I, we, I hope they come. I want them all to come. Yeah. But one thing they're going to hear when they come is that they're they're in sin. No different than the guy who's lying in the pew who's pretending to be a believer and he's not. He's no mm-hmm. different, right? Mm-hmm. He's 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 a charlatan. He's a liar. He's a fake, right? No different than the guy who's stealing from his boss. No different from the guy who's hooked on pornography or mm-hmm. or is addicted to drugs. I mean, it's all the it's all the same in that it's sin. Right. Now, sexual sin is of a different sort. And the mm-hmm. Bible's clear about that, but it's still sin, and you're going to go to hell for that. And so we're not going to sugarcoat that, though I'm not going to turn any sinner away because there's a sinner in the pulpit every Sunday mm-hmm. in Belcroft. So so it's not that. It's not standing in judgment saying, I'm better than you. It's standing in judgment saying, listen, I'm repentant, right? I'm a forgiven sinner. You're a boastful sinner. Mm-hmm. You're running your course thinking you can do that and please the Lord, and you can't. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference. And that's what the church in Corinth wasn't doing. They were doing exactly what the Methodist uh, denomination and so many denominations doing today is what I said in in the sermon. Come as you are, stay as you are, because Jesus won't judge you, nor will we. That is the mantra of that movement. That's what Corinth was doing, and that's what so many of the contemporary churches do. do. But when you read Revelation chapter 2, Jesus judges. Yeah. He ain't playing no games. So uh, he gives room to repent, as we should, right? Mm -hmm. Time and truth. But uh, Jesus is saying there's a day coming. So, yeah, yeah, so it's important. That's good. Um, uh, Yeah, maybe we could stop here because I don't want to. I mean, we're already over time. Uh, we never do that. Yeah, yeah. We just that's yeah. what happened. We, we we it's been so long. We got the spider webs going. We got to <laughs> we got to get these these uh, the, the 
blog or what's it called? Podcast. There yeah. you go. Podcast fires going. It's, a, it's a verbal blog. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's a verbal blog. Yeah. yeah. But I I think as, as I'm thinking through it, I might have to just split this into two, this whole yeah. episode into two. Or I might just leave the whole one there and people have to just come back and listen to, you know, the other part of it. But uh, yeah, this has been very, uh, very eye opening for me. Um, you know, one having communion in service and uh, that time to you know yeah. just uh, evaluate yourself and uh, huge. you know yeah and and then this whole situation just makes me think like man you know like what 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 do I need to focus on and you know am I you know digging in the scriptures as as much as I, I want to and I've, need to I've been reading this book by Jeremiah Burroughs it's it's so good it's so so good it's called the evil of evils it's about the wickedness of sin he wrote it 16 i love this i was telling amy the other night it's actually comforting to me uh, <laughs> right at the beginning of the book it says this started it's a, it's a sermon this started in 1641 and wrapped up in 1643 one topic wow every sunday every sunday so you think like our men's Bible study, one topic for three and a half years, right? And it's like this is crazy. No, this is this this is normal in the in the Puritan sense of the word, right? Mm-hmm. This is what they did, and uh, that book has been so helpful. And and reading that book and being confronted on the evil of sin, the sinfulness of sin, and there's a number of books I've read on that topic which have been really helpful to me, but this one has been really um, it's been really confrontive and and really. Um, shattering in a good way, just just waking my mind up again. It's like I can't study that topic, and I've read a lot about it enough because mm-hmm. that is the issue of our day. So we don't see sin. So, not to extend the podcast, but this is this is helpful. So it's one cool. of one cool. of our one of our dear saints is dying, right? Mm-hmm. Dear sister, sweet sister, and I was uh, with her on Thursday. And she's she's such a blessing to me and just ministers to my soul deeply. And I left out of there, I was weeping and broken for her and and just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I remember talking I was talking to my wife that night at bed and and I was saying, That's that's sin. Like looking at her and seeing her literally wilt away to nothing. And I've as a pastor seen that way more times than I want to admit. And yet every time I see it, it's shocking to me, it's sickening to me, it's hurtful to me, because that's sin. Mm-hmm. That's what sin does. That's what sin brings. That's what sin will always do. And how deeply we need to get that perspective. In this book, uh, 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 reading through it, I've just realized that analogy, Burroughs brings it up in different ways, but... I think I brought it up in the sermon, will we'll shriek at the sign of a spider, will recoil at the sight of a snake. But the minute we see sin, we stop and contemplate what we should do about it. Mm. We're not scared. Mm-hmm. Spider and snakes scare us, but sin, not so much. That is a joke. That shows you how bad we are, how anemic we are theologically, mm. because anybody mature knows the sight of sin, Joseph Chapter 37, run. How can I do this wickedness in the sight of my God? Mm-hmm. He ran, right? So we don't run. We'll run from a spider and a snake, which has, can't even hurt us, really. Why but, don't you add a lion to that 
because you no. know biblically, you know Satan prowls around no, like a it, roaring but, lion. But here's here's you here's, would run at the no, sight of a lion. But the reason why I won't use the lion is because you would run from the sight right. of a lion, and you probably should because the lion can <laughs> can really hurt you. But a spider and a snake yeah. they ain't gonna hurt you. Right. But we're scared of them. But the sin we're not. Right. We're not scared of it, and that's our issue. Mm-hmm. That's our issue. So uh, that's just that's really been helpful, and uh, I think in church discipline. It literally is, and this is really one of the purposes, is to bring sin before the church and literally warn the church, be scared of it. Mm-hmm. This could be you. Yeah. This could be me, right? First, uh, First Timothy chapter 5 deals with the, uh, literally, go back and read it later, it literally deals with the church discipline of the elder. Mm-hmm. Going back to your story, which wasn't done biblically, because First Timothy chapter five says what to do with an elder who is in unrepentant sin. It literally lays it out there. Mm-hmm. An elder is no different than any church member. He 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 has to be disciplined as well, and it's scary. So, church discipline is helpful in purifying the church and elevating the scary nature of sin and keeping us where we need to be as we live in this wicked world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh- one of your uh, statements that is going through my head constantly, I, I guess I'll say I'm meditating on it. Yeah. And uh, you, it was from the last Bible study. You said that glorification is the end game or the yes. goal. Yeah. Uh, uh, training or godliness is yeah. the means to yeah. get to that goal. Yeah. And glory. That's, glory, yeah. glory is the goal for yeah. all of us. That means our glorification and God's then ultimate glory, which he gets through our glorification. Mm-hmm. Glory, glory is the goal. The uh, uh, killing sin through Christ-centered godliness is his means to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. In the life of the believer. The, mm-hmm. It starts with the gospel, but we're talking the life of the believer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it begins with the gospel, and then it works through that. But, yeah, no, that's been good in our men's Bible study dealing with glorification and fighting a sin. It's huge. That's the means. That's his plan. He's not going to do it any other way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was listening to another podcast yesterday. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, uh, yeah. Podcast I, junkie. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it, and it's just because I, I love to hear, and a lot of the podcasts are just preaching. So yeah. I just, just, I was telling Matt off mic that, I have like literally I just subscribe to a bunch of podcasts and in Spotify you can hit podcast daily podcast and it just goes through a whole bunch of podcasts and I listen to them double time. Mm. So I'm just I'm just getting just getting you know a whole bunch in it at the same time. And uh one of the guys said uh I think it's from Southside Rabbi that's the guy. It's Southside Rabbi is the guy. It's the podcast and he was actually interviewing another guy, uh, another hip hop artist named KB. Um, so he said that, you know, a lot of people look at sin and sin lies to you in a way that says the, the, the path back to God is so long away. Yep. Don't even worry about it. Yep. Just stay right here with sin. Yep. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's much better. It's yep. easier to go towards sin than it is to go back towards God. Yeah. And, uh, then he said that, you know, it's one step to get back towards God and that's yeah. repentance. Yeah. You know? And I was like, man, like that is, that is encouraging that, that, but people are so thrown off by their sin and in their sin and, and it's hard for them. And then you have people, you know, people with the bad theology saying, you know, let go and let God, 
You yeah. know, just let go and let God do it. And it's like, well, what does that look like? Uh-huh. If, if that if that is even real, what does that look like? So Death. to the person that is, you know, in that struggle, and, and you kind of did this yeah. uh, at the last men's Bible study, so I want you yeah. to do it again here. If someone is in that struggle, like what is your what is your response to that? They're, they're caught in their sin. Yeah. Um, well, we're all caught in, or uh, attracted to sin, I would say, because of our flesh. But but what is the person who's enslaved and ensnared in it? Caught yeah. in it. Galatians six is really clear, right? Mm-hmm. He, he that is caught in sin, right, um, should be restored, right? Should, should turn away from it, and the spiritual one, the spiritual, the godly one, should come alongside that person and help him be restored, right? That's that's confrontation, correction, restoration, and um, Galatians six one and two is so helpful for that because that's literally what it it deals with. And when you when you have somebody who's caught in sin, you 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 who are spiritual, the godly ones, come alongside him and and confront them and then bring them back and mm-hmm. so vital but that person just needs to uh, repent and turn back to the lord and realize that his sin will take him further than he wants to go it will hurt him more than he can imagine and it will ultimately never stop until it reaches its end goal remember we just said a minute ago in god's eyes glory is the goal mm-hmm. his glory and our ultimate glorification well at the end goal for sin is one James chapter 1, right? Death. Death. Mm-hmm. It will never stop until it destroys you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would tell that person, you do whatever it takes to repent. Mm-hmm. And uh, repentance is hard. Real repentance is difficult. Second Corinthians chapter 7, right? Mourning over sin, hating sin, forsaking sin, in that it's hard because our hearts are so hard, mm-hmm. right? In that, uh, but true repentance comes to the broken, right? There's nothing else he can do but reject his sin, and that's the call. Um, Jeremiah Burroughs is so helpful in that book that I'm reading, and he talks about the reality of 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 how those who, like you're describing, would rather would rather. Uh, Jeremiah Burroughs, it was comforting. I was reading this the other night, and I was thinking of myself, how I call out the kids in our service. Mm -hmm. So these are just sermons, right? Mm -hmm. And he literally is calling out the kids. And I'm like, hey, look, look, he does it too. And so he's calling out the kids, and he's saying, he's talking about the evil of sin to children. He says, sin is so evil in your heart that you would rather lie to your parents to hide some shame, you know, when they ask you, did you hit your brother? Mm -hmm. You know? So in that moment, the guilt of your shame to you is worse than the sin that you're going to commit. You would rather say, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal my shame. I don't want to say I did it because now I'm wrong. So you hide it and lie rather than run from the sin of lying. Man, that, crazy. that is exactly what that person is dealing with. Mm-hmm. They're in their sin because they'd rather hide from the affliction of their shame Mm -hmm. because that's what repentance brings it always brings shame Mm -hmm. and they're like i don't want to deal with that so instead i'll choose i'll choose cancer right i'll choose you know the cobra you know no no deal with the shame and so jeremiah burrow's thesis statement in the whole book is it is better it is better to accept the greatest afflictions on earth than it is to choose the least sin ever the evil of evils is that what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on Amazon right now getting it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's not an easy read, but it is a worthy read. Man, that's but and as I think about it, I'm sitting here. The conversations I've had with my children is like, you know, why did you do that? And they're like, I don't know. And it's like, 
well, you did it, but then you lied to me about it. Why'd you lie? I don't know. They don't want to deal with the shame. They know they were wrong. That's exactly what I should have said. Yeah, they'd did. rather accept hiding their shame because, again, they don't want to feel bad. Mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with this temporal feeling rather than the eternal consequence of sin and what that's bringing so but that's kind of you know the hey you know the the reason why you did it i've gotten them to the point where they understand what what that sin is what sin is and it's like you know that is the the reason why you do it is because your heart is evil that's good and that's sin and uh then it's like well the reason why you lied about it as well is because of sin and you don't want to deal with the consequences you know it's like and it and because children struggle and this is why you got to be patient with them and give them time they can't do the comparison Right. Right. Of the evil of sin yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to teach them. And mm-hmm. that's why the communion is so helpful and the preaching is so because it keeps, keeps showing what sin does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's how they learn and grow and grow in the fear of the Lord. And that's the foundation to the gospel. Yeah. That's a good that's a good seg- See that segue? See that? Yeah. It, we, we, we could segue all day long. But did you see that? And you were about ready to say, and this is the truth. Truth Cox podcast. Get ready to then here's the gospel, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> well, maybe I don't have to say yeah, it now. No, you already no, said it. I's not a host. Here's the truth sure. of the gospel. You know, yeah. I'll, maybe after this, I could just put what you just said, and then just put that after this, and be like, see, he yeah. he, he, he did the transition. That's that's good. Well, do you know who I? Well, the the I this time I have uh, one of our beloved here doing the gospel. Retina? No, uh, that's that's coming up later. Yeah. She's gonna do. In the Indonesian language, you got, uh, but I Kelly. Kelly. Oh, going to do good. it in French. That's good. So, yeah, this is uh, that's what's coming up uh, here in, in a second. Uh, she's going to actually do the Gospel of Jesus Christ in French. Oh, so, I like that. and I also want to make a call out to folks, uh, whoever's listening. If you you you've heard some of the languages we've had before, uh, but if you can do it in another language, let me know. You know, hit me up on uh, Instagram or hit me up on Twitter. And uh, or you can email us. We now have an email address. We went backwards. We had the social media, and now we have email. <laughs> the email. At least is, I know what that is. The rest of the, the other email, things, I have no idea. Uh, the Truth Talks Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, I just made an email uh, address for it because I'm also going to do it so people can call in as well oh. and leave their questions. There you go. Uh, that's coming up here in the second season. See why I need a little bit of time off to kind of set some stuff that's up. Good. That's good. Yeah, so people can call in with their questions. Just make um, sure it's not as much time as so these spiders can't build any more. Yeah, deaths, yeah, man. we can't we can't do that again. But the tween seasons were really good. <laughs> and to be honest with you, this is what happened. I went to go edit. Uh, a one because I was supposed to. I was doing it like every two weeks on Wednesday. Yeah. I went to go edit one, and I'm like, I don't have any more. Yeah, I don't have any more tween seasons that we recorded. So I was like, well, looks like I got to do season two. So I had to speed up everything. Uh, you know, you all heard the new music that I had uh, in the beginning. So it's just a lot of work to kind of get this it's stuff all, going. It's, so you're doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. So and and then I have to deal with. Uh, you know, life, you know, as, as a, as a husband, as a father, uh, as an employee. Well, so we got, and we got Mark five now coming up next Sunday. Yeah. Where the demoniac from Gatteria, that's or the demons. And so that, that, that'll, that'll give us all kinds of fodder for it. It only took a year and some change. That's right. Yeah. It only took that long to get to it. But yeah, you started in 19 in Mark and now you're uh this is 20 a year only in chapter five. That's it. 
That's yeah. it. We're doing good. And we haven't really talked about that, so season two has that coming up as yeah. well. Yeah, we're we're moving fast. Yeah, it's it's well we're moving really slow as well. <laughs> it's it's a it, it's that kinda, was my point. Yeah, it's kinda like a it's, well no, it's we are moving fast through everything because all of a sudden, bam, we're in season two. Yeah. You know, and but it's like we're moving very, very methodically and very slow. The word I like is deliberate. There you go. Deliberate. It's it's yeah, very calculated. It's it's very timed. So it's, it's good word yeah well thank you all for tuning in um i don't know how i did this whether it be the second uh uh of the two that we recorded or the first of two uh or the whole thing uh but we really appreciate you all listening in and uh here is the gospel of jesus christ hello my name is kelly ball and this is the gospel of jesus christ in french uh salut tout le monde Uh, mon nom c'est Kelly et je veux vous présenter l'évangile de Jésus-Christ en français. L'évangile biblique commence avec Dieu. De rien, Dieu créa toutes choses, y compris vous et moi, pour lui faire plaisir. Son objectif pour nous, l'humanité, était d'aimer, obéir et de se réjouir parfaitement de lui. Au lieu de ceci, l'homme pécha contre notre créateur d'amour et se comporta en rebelle. Puisque Dieu est bon et juste, il doit punir le péché qui mérite un punissement conscient et éternel en enfer sur sa colère. Mais Dieu, étant rempli de pitié, d'amour et de grâce, avait un plan de punir le péché pour ainsi être un juste juste. Mais il a pardonné les pécheurs et a ainsi montré la pitié. En envoyant son propre fils, Jésus-Christ, son propre égal et son enfant éternel pour prendre la chair humaine. Remplissant ainsi sa parfaite demande à la place des pécheurs. En aimant, obéissant et jouissant parfaitement de lui. En plus, Jésus porta la totale colère de Dieu sur la croix en satisfaisant la colère éternelle de Dieu, prenant ainsi la place des pécheurs, même comme il était lui-même parfait sans péché. Dieu montra son acceptance du sacrifice de Jésus en le ressuscitant des morts dans la tombe le troisième jour. Maintenant, Jésus commande le monde de partout dans le monde de se répentir, se tourner du péché et croire lui faire confiance. Ceci est l'échange glorieux. Mes chers frères et sœurs, ceci est l'échange glorieux. Dieu donc charge la perfection de Jésus-Christ au pécheur et ne le regarde plus le pécheur comme ennemi, mais comme des filles et fils adoptés couverts dans la parfaite droiture de son Fils. On peut maintenant avoir la paix avec Dieu et pour toujours avoir la vie éternelle avec lui. Ceci est pour toute personne, dans toute culture et toute langue, à tout temps. Donc, notre réponse à cette bonne nouvelle est répentance et foi. Encore notre réponse est répentance et foi. Chers écouteurs, maintenant il est temps Maintenant est le jour du salut. Tournez-vous de vos péchés, croyez au Seigneur Jésus-Christ et aujourd'hui, réconciliez-vous avec Dieu. Merci pour votre attention. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything 
including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal, conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin, and so be a just judge, and yet forgive sinners, and so display mercy, by sending his own Son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal Son of God, to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross, and he satisfied the eternal anger of God, standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone everywhere to repent, turn from their sin, and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this day be reconciled to God. Thank you for tuning in today. Please subscribe to the podcast and send in your questions to the truth talks podcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at the truth talks podcast and visit our website at bellcrossbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.